Tony. Hello, Canada. Tony here. Today's date is February 10th, 2021. On a programming note, you probably are expecting a full episode of Canadian Common Sense tonight. We will bring that to you tomorrow night. There is a big announcement coming out of British Columbia tomorrow, so we decided we would wait for that big announcement and then bring our reactions to the show tomorrow for you. So today, you're going to have a little rant from me. And it's not going to be so little because I can't take this anymore. What kind of leadership are Canadians prepared to accept? Horrible leadership. That's what kind of leadership we have to, we've come to expect in this country. And we accept it. We just kind of shrug our shoulders. Let's start from the very top. Let's go to Governor General Julie Payette. I know she is now former Governor General. We do not know who the next CBC reporter to be uh, appointed to the position is going to be. And we don't know that for sure it will be a CBC reporter. But the last couple of liberal picks other than Julie Payette because she was just an astronaut, a Quebec astronaut, but Adrian Clarkson, Mikhail Jean, well, they were both liberal appointees and CBC personalities before being appointed to Governor General, so there has been somewhat of a precedent set, so we'll wait and see. But what we had in Julie Payette, Justin Trudeau's hand-picked Governor General, well, she bullied her staff at Rideau Hall. There's allegations that there was inappropriate physical contact uh, on staff. Publicly ridiculed her staff. Repeatedly would dress them down, call them out. Question them on the planets and outer space. And do her best to demean them. Often she would leave her staff crying. Many quit, took sick days. She had little to no interest in her job. Um, Lewis pointed out on one show she actually skipped the Governor General Awards. <laughs> Our Governor General took a pass on the Governor General Awards. Okay, let that sink in. Named for the Governor General, typically the Governor General hands out awards at the Governor General Awards. But no, 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 not Julie Payette. She ditched on the Governor General Awards, just like she would ditch her RCMP security detail regularly. Can you imagine the absolute uproar had Julie Payette had something happened to her when she was out jogging, ditching her security detail? Can you just imagine what would have happened had she been kidnapped or even just assaulted while ditching her security detail? It would be a national crisis, and I'm not even kidding. But that was Julie Payette. And now that she has resigned from her job with the report coming up, well, we can go nowhere but up from here. 
pardon the pun, Miss Astronaut. But who appointed her to her job? Justin Trudeau. Well, if that's not just the uh, the gold standard for leadership in this country, I don't know what is. Justin Trudeau, without Justin Trudeau, Canadian common sense may actually have had to look for content for the past three years. But thanks to Justin Trudeau, content falls right into our lap because he is, without a doubt, the worst, most inept prime minister in the history of this country. He is the poorest leader anywhere right now. Um, I mean, true, there historically have been worse leaders than Justin Trudeau, but not in the Canadian context because Canadians voted for A, not Harper, B, nice hair. And guess what? Hair has no intelligence, just like Justin Trudeau. Now, I don't like to use the word lie when it comes to politicians. Oh, yes, I do, because they all do it. Um, let's just say Justin Trudeau has been withholding vaccine contract information from Canadians. And he actually did lie outright about, well, we, about SNC-Lavalin, and about the COVID vaccine contracts. Remember that Can-Sino deal that, well, in May fell apart when the Chinese took Canada's intellectual property and said, um, yeah, you're not going to get the vaccine. We're just going to give it to our soldiers. Oh, and then Justin Trudeau didn't tell Canadians about that and then didn't actually start negotiating any more contracts till August, three months later. But, oh yes, we've got that great portfolio, all right. And that same Justin Trudeau who took a pass on masks at the beginning of the pandemic and not only took a pass on some masks, leaving Canadians short, sent 16 tons of PPE to China in February just before the pandemic was declared. But oh, that's Justin Trudeau. That's all right. What are you gonna do? It's JT. Look at them socks. Hey. How about, look at that corruption. Look at how he chased prominent women of color out of his cabinet. Look at how Dr. Jane Philpott said she couldn't be with a, a part of a government that was that corrupt and stepped down. Look at the Liberal MPs who have stepped down even just since this last election. There are now more independent MPs in Parliament than there are Green Party members. Which I know, there's only three Green Party members, so let's not get too crazy. But, there was only one independent elected, Jody Wilson-Raybould. Well, now she has three guests in the independent column. Because of Trudeau's, quote, leadership. But, they're still leading in the polls. We're in an election called right now. Ontario, Quebec, and Eastern Canada would re-elect him. They have a 20-point lead in Eastern, in Eastern Canada, the Maritimes. They've got a lead in Quebec over the Bloc Québécois. They've got almost 10% lead in Ontario over the, over the Conservatives. 
so yeah we love that absolute buffoon in chief that we've got or at least you do because i sure don't and let's move on to one of canada's most storied and honored institutions the canadian military and Anybody who listens to this show knows I have nothing but love and respect for the Canadian Armed Forces. And I mean that sincerely. I absolutely adore the Armed Forces. But General Vance, who was the head of the Canadian Armed Forces, recently retired, has now we've surfaced some allegations of, quote, sexual misconduct or sexual impropriety that took place during his career as head of the armed forces. And Prime Minister Stephen Harper and Prime Minister Justin Trudeau knew about this. They knew about his sexual improprieties while he was head of the Canadian Armed Forces, and neither one of them did anything about it. Is that leadership? Or is that just hoping it will sweep itself under the rug and go away and, oh, look at my hair. <laughs> what the hell? What the hell, Canada? Okay, and it's not just our major leaders, our Prime Minister, our Governor General, and General Vance. Let's see what we've got as alternatives. How about Aaron O'Toole? Well, Mr. O'Toole, leader of the official opposition, and as he styles himself, Prime Minister-in-waiting with his shadow cabinet and shadow government. And, okay, you know what? Fair enough. I'll give him a pass on saying all of that kind of stuff about himself because that's what official oppositions do. They call them, consider themselves governments-in-waiting. And I get that just because I've been in the political game long enough that this is terminology they use. However, Mr. O'Toole, when he campaigned for the leadership of the Conservative Party of Canada, he came out swinging that he was a true blue conservative candidate. And he was appealing to those social conservatives. He was the true blue. He was to the right of Peter McKay. And he was the man to unite the, the factions of the party. Until he won, of course. And social what? Oh, I forgot all about them as, I, as, as I'm running to the left, telling, telling the media, I am a centrist and the Conservative Party is a centrist party. Whatever happened to that true blue idea making us different from the Liberals? No, no, no. He came out and said, oh, he is all for the Paris Accord and... He certainly, you know, supports the government right now. He wants the government of Canada to succeed. And he's happy to criticize the government. But he certainly doesn't offer up any kind of alternatives as to what he would do differently. Instead, Mr. O'Toole decides to have a one-hour interview with the Toronto Star editorial board and say, Look how left-wing I am. I I I'm left-wing too. L look at me. It's not just Justin that's left-wing. I'm left-wing. Really, I'm left-wing. Like me. Like me. Mr. O'Toole, as long as you have the, n the word conservative anywhere close to you, the media will always hate you. So stop. Just stop. Take a stand. Any stand. Just say, 
something that you stand for, that you believe in, that makes you not so left-wing, and people might actually respect you. But no, no, don't just keep talking about how left-wing you are and how much further to the left you've taken this party because you're so left-wing. You're just so left-wing. Or maybe you're not, but we don't know. Because you're obviously no leader either. Well, let's move down the list from here. Jagmeet Singh. (laughs) Jagmeet Singh and Justin Trudeau are in a constant battle to prove who is the biggest moron in Canadian politics. And Mr. Singh, you try very, very hard to unseat Mr. Trudeau. And I applaud that effort because... Because you're an absolute moron and I really love making fun of you. And I don't even have to debate you anymore. In many past episodes, I had challenged Mr. Singh to to a debate. The only topic for debate was going to be, is Jagmeet Singh a complete imbecile? But he, by himself, has proven that yes, yes he is. So I don't need to debate him. Mr. Singh, why is he such an imbecile? Well, well, (laughs) he continues to support the Liberal government, even though they continue to steal his platforms away from him. And he words it in such a way to say as, quote, I'm not giving Justin Trudeau the election he wants. Wow, Mr. Singh, I realize that Part A, because your party does not have money for a national campaign. And B, because you're a moron and people understand that. And C, because you're going to get absolutely decimated whenever an election does come along. But the longer you, quote, don't give Justin Trudeau the election he wants, the more of your platform he will steal. And the less you will gain by supporting the government because you will just be seen as that guy who's just like Justin, only just a a little more kooky left wing. But to Mr. Singh's credit, at least he does offer up some ideas of his own. They're dumb, but at least he offers up some ideas and they, you know, they're dumb. And Mr. Trudeau will adopt some of those dumb ideas and likely get elected with them. But Mr. Singh isn't lighting it up with Canadians because he's also not a leader and because nobody can take him seriously. So let's step down one level to the premiers because maybe there's hope for Canada after all with some good, strong premiers. Well, new premier of Nova Scotia, the new newly elected leader of the Liberal Party of Nova Scotia, who now becomes the new premier, Ian Rankin. And congratulations, Mr. Rankin. You were... Uh, just elected on the weekend, on Saturday. In his first speech, Mr. Rankin says he was campaigning on a platform of social justice and climate justice, and that is what he intends to pursue as Premier of Nova Scotia. Uh Uh-huh. Moving on. Let's go to Quebec. Quebec. Francois Legault, again, another premier that I had so much hope for and gave so much praise to early on in his tenure as premier. That same premier who has locked down his his, his pop, 
population, his province, with a curfew, an 8 o'clock curfew. And the police will be driving up and down residential streets with the lights going on just to make sure that everybody is inside their homes at 8 p.m. Yeah, that's, that's leadership, all right. And that same Mr. Legault who said, okay, we're all in for Justin Trudeau's travel ban to Mexico and the Caribbean, but since most Quebecers go to Florida for March break anyway, let's, let, let, let's just uh, go ahead and appease Justin. And we have yet to talk about Florida. Yeah. How about next door in Ontario? Where Doug Ford's going to lock people. No, not lockdown. Don't say lockdown. Let's say stay at home order. And let's make certain we have private security going door to door to make certain people are complying with that stay at home order. Remember in Gatineau, Quebec, when the brute squads came along and drug person number six out of a home because they were ratted out by their neighbors? Well, Ontario has rats as well. Ratting people out for like that poor lady who dared to drop her kids off at grandma's house so she could go grocery shopping. That same Ontario that's letting the big box stores do their thing while small businesses can't do the exact same thing the big box stores would do on smaller scales. Again, I had such hope for Mr. Ford, and he still offers me glimmers of hope. At least he's making some noise on the vaccine front. But boy, is he blowing it on the whole lockdown COVID response front. Why don't we keep moving west to Brian Pallister, the self-styled Grinch who stole Christmas from Manitobans. Yeah, I could all, I could probably stop it right there. But no, no, Mr. Pallister also decided that lockdowns were the way to go. Let's start fining pastors for trying to have drive-in church services where nobody is close to each other because they're all in their own vehicles. But no, no, that's still a multiple thousand dollar fine. Brilliant. Brilliant. And, well, my home premier here in Saskatchewan, Scott Moe, trying desperately to toe the line between appeasing the left-wing media and the liberal faction of of the Saskatchewan party, which is large. Don't anybody think for one second that Scott Moe is actually a conservative premier because his party is very largely liberal. Do you want some proof of that? Well, here he is trying to toe the line between restricting people's behavior, restricting activities, keeping small businesses open a little bit, enough to make make them feel like they're making a difference. But the big box stores, you guys just do what you want. I know we said 25% capacity, but that, just do your thing. But the small businesses, no, no, no. They need, they need to be clamped down on. We need to, to go after them and make certain if they have any patrons getting out of line, $14,000 fines. Walmart, Costco, you just do your thing over there. Then Alberta. I could probably stop right there when, just by saying Alberta because they certainly made themselves famous on the leadership scale at Christmas time with all those UCP politicians and staffers heading off to Hawaii and Mexico on vacation. Well, personal leave, as uh, our lady from Grand Prairie said. And, oh, yep, and uh, that, Saskatchewan had one of those two, by the way, went to California. But it wasn't just at the provincial level in Alberta. Heck, Mayor Nahid Nemchi, his chief of staff, also went on vacation over Christmas time. 
Oh, Mr. Nemshi was pretty quiet about that. Yes, that same Mr. Nemshi. Remember him back in his last election? Vote for me or you're a racist. Well, that's really good leadership, isn't it? And since we're talking about mayors and city councils, let's move over to Regina, where the newly elected mayor and council had passed a motion recently to ban advertising from any energy-based companies in city facilities. Now, to her credit, the new mayor actually voted against that motion, but the majority of council voted for it. Let's ban advertising from the energy sector in Saskatchewan. Yes, in Regina, where most of the big offices are. Brilliant. Brilliant. But people voted for that. Or at least they voted for those people. And that was only a couple months ago. Brilliant. And I won't exclude my own city of Saskatoon from this because we re-elected the exact same mayor and council as four years ago, other than one seat where a councillor had retired and chose not to run again. And our mayor and council are plunging ahead with a $19 billion climate change plan. Yes, I said, I said that right. $19 billion in a city of 300,000 souls. That $19 billion translates to $200,000 extra per homeowner in Saskatoon. Well, that makes me proud that I did not vote for that particular mayor and council. But I get to suffer for it all the same. And I can't finish this rant about mayoralty leadership without going back to Toronto to talk about our friend John Tory. Now, Mr. Tory who says that anybody who's leaving the province, going on vacations, leaving their homes, should have the book thrown at them. Now, not those Black Lives Matter people that I actually protested with in the summertime because the Wuhan virus knew not to mess with them. And I'm just talking about people who are protesting lockdowns and people who are suggesting that Mr. Tory may have been at that party at his mansion in Florida the other weekend where his wife was seen but, oh no, not him. He was in Toronto uh, attending virtual events. <laughs> Probably like Rod Phillips was attending virtual events with his fireside chat while he was on vacation in St. Bart's. Yeah. So, I've gone on for 20 minutes talking about absolutely horrible leadership in this country and i'm sorry to go on for so long but what's worse is i could keep going oh i could keep going but i have to stop because a i'm just going to get angrier and b i think i've made my point why are we as canadians so willing to accept such inept such poor leadership from our elected officials and in the case of governor general our appointed officials and we shrug our shoulders and just go eh, what are you gonna do well you could try voting a little differently that's what you could do but instead no instead we we seem to want crap leadership we seem to want corruption we seem to want ineptitude in our elected offices. 
And this just swings right back to a rant that Lewis had done weeks ago, saying that it's time for a political revolution in this country. We really need to stop electing the same morons that we've been electing. We actually need to pay attention at the ballot box and stop electing politicians and look for actual leadership in this country. It has to be somewhere. It's just not in our positions of leadership right now. Tony.